Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So here he is, the guy that's become my uh, my go-to congressman, him and Peter King. I call him the pride of Rockland County, fresh off his MSNBC appearance. My dear friend, Mike Lauder, how do you go on with those horrible people? <laughs> Hey, listen. You know what? It's uh, it's important uh, to go on and and make sure that my voice is heard and that uh, my positions get out there. Because agreed, I agree. I think we've gotten to a point where people just want to go in an echo chamber and and you know get their own feelings and thoughts reaffirmed. Uh, And and the lack of robust debate and discussion, frankly, I think has contributed mightily to to the uh, political situation that we're in today i agree uh, that's why i also applaud bill o'reilly when he goes on that hack chris cuomo show on news nation all you guys you should be speaking on all these channels and look today's a huge day there's three major stories i need to discuss with you let's start with rockland county we spoke a couple of days ago ed day threatened the mayor with physical violence it was beautiful uh today is supposed to be the day when mayor adams sends all those migrants to rockland county is that going to be the case? Well, uh, he can try, but the hotel now has a temporary restraining order against it. The town of Orangetown took them to court and won uh, a temporary restraining order. My dear friend, Mike Little, how do you go on with those horrible people? I don't know why that just happened. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, the temporary restraining order is in place effective next uh, through next Monday. So I don't see how the mayor is going to be able to send them up. I had a conference call uh, yesterday afternoon with the mayor's office, uh, along with Supervisor Teresa Kenny and the supervisor of the town of Newburgh, and they couldn't answer a damn question that we had with respect to these migrants. And we asked them, are they vetted? And they said, oh, that's a question for the federal government. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, you're going to send people up to Rockland County and you have no idea whether or not they've been vetted? They have handled this so poorly uh, and and really uh, set this entire process back. We all understand there are challenges that New York City is grappling with. And if they had approached it in a way where they where they asked, where they communicated, where they coordinated, where people looked at and, and said, you know, hey, maybe we could help with this location, then maybe something could have been done. But this is not the way you handle it. And with Title 42 set to expire this week, this is going to be an absolute calamity at our border. Uh, And in turn, you know exactly what's going to happen. More migrants are going to be sent up to New York City. Not just this week, Title 42 set to expire tonight at midnight. So tomorrow morning, no more Title 42. The great congressman out of Rockland County, Mike Lawler, joining me right now. So uh, we go back to Election Day 2022. And I've said this many times, for the most part, it was a huge disappointment. We thought we were going to win everything. And the truth is, we we barely got the House. We did not get the Senate, despite thinking we had that done. We lost every big gubernatorial race in every city, except in New York. We had four big wins, four Republicans. You one of them. My friend Mark Molinaro, my friend Anthony D'Esposito, 
and another guy named George Santos. Then we come to find that Santos lied about just about everything. And for months. Don't forget, Sid. Don't forget, Sid. We learned on your show that he was a a superstar volleyball player. (laughs) You're right about that. That was a conversation I had with George back in 2020 that got 4 million, 4 million, Mike Lotto. Thank you. Retweets on Twitter. We find out a lot about everything, and we know that Joe Cairo and Peter King and all these folks on the island have been after him for months trying to get this guy indicted. Well, it's finally here. So what does that mean for you guys, the Republican Party, and are you still nervous, Mike, that he becomes the face of the Democrats the next election cycle? Look, we've called for him to resign for months. Uh, I think his conduct is is unbecoming. It was embarrassing. Uh, And if he had any shame, uh, he would resign. Um, You know, we'll see what these charges are today. I I surmise that they're tied to uh, financial, uh, you know, campaign finance violations and and potential fraud. Um, You know, we'll see exactly what it is. But, uh, you know, I think ultimately, the sooner he's gone, uh, the better for everybody. Uh, and I think we can hold that seat in a special election. So to me, keeping him around serves no purpose. Um, and, you know, I think the sooner he goes, the better. I mean, the unfortunate part is you really can't keep him around because the truth is he broke the law and he's a liar. But you're not holding that seat. Tom Swazi is going to take that seat in 15 seconds. Uh, listen, in a special election, anything can happen. And I, and I think... Uh, you know, Tom Swazi's had his day in the sun. He's run for every office possible. Uh, I think it's time for fresh voices and new faces, uh, frankly. And, um, you know, I think there's a, a good chance that we'll hold that. I have, I have confidence in the in the Nassau County Republican okay. Party. I hope you're right. I mean, Swazi came on with me and Bernie. God bless my partner's soul. And he was alive one day and actually gave Ron DeSantis credit for the parental act. Then he got all kinds of pressure, Mike, from the Democrat Party. Oh, yeah. You remember that? And then he came out three oh, days later and said, well, what I said to Sid and Bernie was inartful. And I said, what a pussy. That's the end of Tom Swazi. I was done with him. So hopefully you're right. Hey, uh, let's move to uh, Joe Biden, because today Joe Biden is in New York discussing debt ceiling and the economy. But while he's going to be doing that, he's got to be aware, Mike Lawler, that coming up, or at least before him at 9 o'clock this morning, Jim Comer, calling this Judgment Day, is about to lower the boom on Joe, Hunter, and the whole Biden family. Are you looking forward to Comer's presser coming up at 9? Well, I saw uh, Jim Comer yesterday down in, in Washington, uh, and he let me know that he was going to be uh, moving ahead with that. Um, you know, So certainly I'm going to be listening and, and uh, wait to see uh, what information they have. Uh, certainly what we've heard and seen so far uh, has raised serious questions as to uh, the the financial entanglements of Hunter uh, Biden, uh, as well as other members of the Biden family uh, with foreign governments and foreign uh, entities. And I think uh, it, it certainly raises serious questions, uh, especially with much of it happening while Joe yeah. Biden was vice president of the United States. Right. And you're talking so about Bi- we'll see what the facts are. Well, you right. Know, but you're, 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 uh, talking about Bi- you're talking about Biden's family. And the truth is, we don't care about Hunter. We don't care about Uncle Jimmy. We don't care about Haley. It all goes back to Joe. 
As long as somebody. Well, that's that's yeah. the question. I mean, you know, and that's why we have to see what the facts and the evidence are. Um, and, you know, certainly I will be listening uh, to what my colleague has to say. Uh, I think he's been, uh, you know, doing yeoman's work, uh, trying to uncover what the facts are, what the evidence is, uh, despite, uh, you know, DOJ and the IRS uh, trying to interfere at times. Um, so we'll see what comes out of it. But I think uh, certainly the question really is about uh, these financial entanglements while Joe Biden was vice president of the United States and whether or not he benefited in any way from it. And then let's talk about again, uh, Joe being in New York today, the debt ceiling, the meeting, three Republicans, two Democrats, led, of course, by the House uh, Speaker, uh, House Majority Leader, I should say, uh, Kevin McCarthy. Um, what uh, What is that conversation going to be like today? And, of course, the economy. Joe Biden is going to have to try to explain to the American people how he's going to combat inflation, all of our economic issues. What is that going to sound like today? Uh, look, uh, you know, he's coming here to uh, basically decry, quote unquote, MAGA Republicans who are holding the economy hostage, according to him, uh, after this meeting. But the reality is the House Republicans are the only ones who have passed a bill to raise the debt ceiling. Chuck Schumer cannot pass a bill. No matter how much he talks about uh, passing a clean debt ceiling, he doesn't have the votes. And so at the end of the day here, um, you know, I'm going to take the opportunity to listen to what the president has to say, uh, but also uh, when given the opportunity to speak to him, uh, talk to him very directly about the need to be the Joe Biden of old and negotiate. Uh, as well as to deal with our migrant crisis. So this is, you know, there's a lot of challenges going on right now, and I think the president would be better served by uh, negotiating with House Republicans uh, than sitting uh, in in my district pontificating. (laughs) So is that where this meeting is, in your district later on today? Well, interestingly enough, they thought it was going to be in my district. They booked it at the Westchester Community College. The uh, the front entrance is in my district, but the actual speech is going to be in Jamal Bowman's district. My God, what a loser he is! So you're <laughs> so so you think you'll have an opportunity to speak to the president today, one on one? They told me I'm going to be in the photo line, so I'm going to take the opportunity to talk to him for sure. Now let's talk about the guy that was the president before this guy. The verdict came down yesterday. I was on TV at the time. I called it a win. I'm going to talk to Takapina next for the president because they wanted rape, and they didn't get rape. So now these, this uh, liberal jury or whatever it was here in New York had this trumped-up number two charge and a bunch of silly nominal charges that will go away with a halfway decent appellate attorney. Your opinion on uh, what came down for President Trump yesterday? Well, look, at the end of the day, uh, I think the president, the former president, has to has to answer for this whether people agree with the verdict or not uh obviously uh ever being accused of this and having a jury find you guilty in some capacities civilly liable in some capacity is not good uh and and certainly uh i think the former president understands that and so you know he's going to have to answer for that i know he's got a town hall tonight on cnn i'm sure he's going to be asked about it uh, and I think he, he needs to have an explanation. Well, two things. First of all, forget about CNN. He's going to be on with me tomorrow morning at 8.05, right here. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So you got Sid and Trump tomorrow, 8.05. But look, 30-year case, New York judge who hates his guts, 
jury made up of mostly liberals. She couldn't even detail a lot of the stuff that happened along the way. You don't have to be a, a scientist here to figure out they were going to trump up some charge against him. He wasn't going to walk out unscathed, but she said he raped me, and the jury right. said he didn't. That's the bottom line. Uh, look, they, they did not get, uh, you know, any uh, civil conviction on uh, on uh, the rape charge, certainly. Uh, but again, I, I think at the end of the day, uh, the former president is dealing with a lot of legal challenges. Uh, he needs to have answers on it. The American people uh, want somebody who's going to be able to deal with the challenges that they're uh, facing and not have to continually be distracted yeah. uh, by one civil or criminal case after another. So, so he's he's got to answer for, for a lot of these charges that are coming at him. And, um, you know, whether, whether they're fair or unfair, uh, the bottom line is he's got to deal with them. Well, here's my question to you then. On the way out, who is going to have a worse day today? The former president after this verdict yesterday, which, again, I think is a win, or the current president after Jim Comer's press conference? You know, uh, I, frankly, <laughs> I, I think the, the, the American people are, are having the worst of it, to be honest with you. It, this isn't a win for anybody. And I, and I think uh, we need to expect more out of our elected officials and our candidates. And, and both, uh, both seem to be having a bad day, quite frankly. Uh, listen, Mike, you're always terrific. You really are. I love the honesty. Thank you for hopping on with me discussing all these major issues. Good luck uh, up in Rockland County today. And uh, good luck getting to President Biden. Thank you, Mike. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> right. There he is, the pride of Rockland County, Congressman Mike Lawler, discussing a lot of topics. It's a pretty busy news cycle, I would say.